Kaleidoscope Kids Bibles also dislikes ads just as much as you do. So here's a short one. They're literally giving up 20 seconds of airtime just to get you back to your show because they love you. So to thank them, go check out their Easter sale happening now. It's huge, like 50% off. They're basically giving stuff away. Read Kaleidoscope.com. Kaleidoscope, the new kids in kids Bibles. cocoon and we think it's hatching into a butterfly. A butterfly hatching? I gotta see this. Tori, bend down right here and you'll see for yourself. Do you see that little chrysalis? That's the cocoon a caterpillar would have made around itself to get ready for its big transformation. Wow, it's so small and it's, it's cracking. Here it comes. Whoa, look at the butterfly's wings. They're so big and beautiful. They have bold colors on them. Wow. Yes, look at the pattern and colors on those wings. What a special thing we just got to witness. I'm so glad we were in the right place at the right time. Me too, but Mom, I have a question. Why do butterflies have wings like that? Well, to help them fly, of course. I know their wings help them fly, but why are they so colorful? And why do they have these beautiful patterns on them? Do they need those to help them stay in the air when they fly? They don't need those beautiful colors and patterns to fly well. But God made them to have those beautiful colors anyway. But it doesn't make any sense. Why make them look like that if they aren't exactly necessary? Hmm, that's a good question. It sounds like you're asking, why does God make things... Beautiful. Is that right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's just not very practical, is it? Maybe the beautiful and bold butterfly wings are practical in more ways than we know. But I think there's more to this question than that. And I think it's worth exploring this question. Why does God make things beautiful? Exploring? Yes! Tori, can we please go on another adventure? I'm up for it if you are, TJ. Mom, where do you think we should start looking? Well, it sounds like you're asking about the things God has made. So it makes sense to me to start outside. The backyard might just be the perfect place to start. All right, Tite. Are you ready? Let's go. Hmm. Why does God make things beautiful? I really don't know where to start exploring this question. TJ, I'm stuck. I don't know where to start. Maybe we can start thinking of most beautiful things God has made. Would that help? Good idea. Only, let's think. 
Beaches are beautiful and flowers blooming in the spring. Those are beautiful. And don't forget the bright blue sky. It's so big. It might be the biggest beautiful thing I could name. Oh, it's chasing me. I can't. TJ, ah! I think our neighbor, Mr. Wiseman, is being chased by something in his yard next door. <gasps> Mr. Wiseman, are you okay? Please don't sting me, little bee. Please. Mr. Wiseman, did you see you were being chased by a bee? What? Huh? Whew. I think it flew away. Oh, hi, kids. That was a close one. I'm so glad that that bee flew away. Bees are so scary. One time I got stung by a bee, and it hurt so badly, it made me wish God had never made bees. You wish God had never made bees? Well, yeah, especially when you think of all the other better things God has made. TJ and I were just naming some of the most beautiful things God has created, and bees were definitely not on the list. Oh, that's interesting. It makes me wonder, well, have you ever studied bees, Tori? Not exactly, but I know I don't like them. They're just bugs. What could be interesting about bees? Well, come over here to my garden and let me show you something. You see all these sprouts? Those are the tops of beets pushing up through the soil. And over here are the beginnings of flowers called begonias. Now, over here, we have the start of itty-bitty flowers called baby's breath. And over there, we have blueberry bushes that are bursting with berries. They're also beautiful, Mr. Wiseman, but I don't see what it has to do with bees. Well, you see, God designed bees to help pollinate all these plants. They travel around to the plants, getting bits of pollen from the flowers on their legs and then traveling to another bud and spreading the pollen as they fly. If the pollen can't spread from flower to flower, they wouldn't bloom. So it sounds like without bees here, we wouldn't have beautiful flowers every year, would we? That's right. And do you want to know something else I find quite funny about bees? They communicate through dancing. That's right, dancing. They wriggle and they jiggle, and that's how they tell each other where to find the best nectar in order to make the honey. Honey? Yummy. I love eating honey on my toast in the morning. Me too. Hmm. Sounds like bees actually have a lot of beautiful things about them, but I still don't really like being around them. That's okay, Tori. As you heard earlier, I didn't really want to get stung by one just a few minutes ago. Mr. Wiseman, maybe you can help us with the question we're trying to answer. Do you know why God made things beautiful? We just saw a butterfly hatch from a cocoon. Do you know why God gave them beautiful wings? I'm sure there's a reason God made butterflies the way that he did. But even though I don't know that specific answer, here's something I do know. The Bible actually tells us that God made the world in a way that he did for a very good reason. In fact, I'm remembering a story in the New Testament that sounds an awful lot like the question you're asking today. What story is that? Well, let me pull out my Bible. Ah, here it is. So in this story, a man named Paul is traveling around and telling people about Jesus. One day he comes to a city where people are very interested in talking about big ideas. They were always wondering about who God was. They didn't know God, and so they had altars to lots of gods, and even one altar that said, to the unknown God. When Paul saw it, he also saw an opportunity to tell the people about the true God, the God they didn't know. And what did he tell them? 
He told them this, the God you don't know has actually created the world in such a way that makes us wonder about him. In other words, God made the world beautiful so that we would wonder about the one who made it, so that we would ask questions about who he is and what he is like. So in the Bible, people looked at the world and asked big questions about God. That's just like me. That's right. God made the world beautiful so that we would seek him. And the Bible teaches us that he wants to be found. He wants our questions to lead us to know him more. So even things like bobcats and banana trees and bugs, all of them can make us want to seek God? I'm so glad we ran into you, Mr. Wiseman. Me too, Tori. Come by the backyard anytime. You know Mrs. W and I are almost always out in the garden. We will. Bye. It seems like we found our answer and we didn't even go very far, Tori. You're right, TJ. I think our answer is that God made things beautiful so that we will look for him. And, hey look, it's Mr. Truman. Hi, Mr. T. What are you doing in the neighborhood? Hi, Tori. Hi, TJ. I'm just bouncing around working on my bass guitar solo. You want to hear it? Yeah! Mr. Truman, that was banging. Thanks, TJ. I'm working on a new beat, and it's a song all about the things I've seen in this neighborhood as I've been walking. You guys want to hear it? God makes beautiful things like butterfly wings and colorful birds and the songs that God is beautiful too I know it's true Cause he put his beauty in me and in you Buzzing bumblebees And sweet, sweet blueberries Big blue skies Yeah. 
room and before we bumped into you, I thought I had found my answer to the question. I was wondering why God made things beautiful. And then I ran into our next door neighbor who told us that God made things beautiful so that we would seek him. But you reminded me that there was more to that answer. What's that, Tori? God made things beautiful because he is beautiful himself. That's what you were singing about, right? That's right. God's beauty overflows in creation. And everything that is beautiful around us, the bird songs and the bongo drums beat, all of it reminds us that God is a God of beauty. Wow, I never really thought about it that way. I'm so glad you were in the neighborhood. That beat was cool. God makes beautiful things. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that reminds me, I actually have to get going. There's a show I'm playing tomorrow, and I really need to practice my banjo. But before I go, Tori, can I share with you my favorite thing I've learned about the beautiful things God makes? Sure. Well, God's word tells us that he is perfect. His character, you could say, is flawless, perfectly beautiful. And it also teaches us his favorite thing to make beautiful isn't the birds or the butterflies, but it's you and me. He loves to help his people grow in mirroring his character, being patient like he is patient, being kind like he is kind. He loves to make his people, you and me, beautiful because he is beautiful. And me? Yes, TJ, and you. Wow, I never really thought about it in that way. Thanks, Mr. T. Have fun practicing your banjo. See you again next time, kids. Hey kids, you're back. How was the adventure? Did you find what you were looking for? We sure did, Mom. We learned about how God makes things beautiful so that we would seek Him and ask questions about what He is like. Yeah? Tori, did that answer your question? It really did. And we also learned that God makes things beautiful because He is beautiful Himself. And His favorite thing to make beautiful is us. He wants our character to be beautiful, just like his is. Oh, that is a great thing to learn. How does he do that? He just, poof, makes it out of nothing. Oh, wait, that's impossible. What's impossible? To make something out of nothing. Not so fast. I can think of someone who can create something out of nothing. Can you guess who I'm talking about? Is it you? Mom, I really hope it is. I hope you're going to make dinner out of nothing because I'm starving. Starving? Okay. Well, it's not me, but there is someone who can create that way. But we'll just have to save that adventure for another day.
Tiny Theologian Raisers, Easter season is here and we are going big at Tiny Theologians. Not only are we relaunching our best-selling card set, the ABCs of Easter, that will teach your little ones all about why Jesus came, died, and how he rose again, but your whole family, including kids of all ages, are invited to join me on the road to redemption through our family devotional. This short card set walks your family through Easter week, rooting you in scripture and walking your kids through the gospel message. And it comes with a jumbo, and I do mean jumbo, coloring sheet. Each stage of Christ's journey to the cross and empty tomb is depicted on this nearly six-foot-long coloring sheet, which keeps little hands busy and their little hearts engaged as you read and learn together. As you think about filling those Easter baskets, our best advice is to fill them with the very best theology. We've created card sets and sticker books and worksheets and puzzles, everything that will help your little ones grow in knowing and loving our great big God. Grab everything you need to make this season fun and gospel-saturated at tinytheologians.shop.